Adventures of Pipe Man W4CY Radio, and I'm very excited about our next guest because, whew, what a great, great artist, number one. Number two, I just love the concept of all this, and, and I love concept music anyway. So let's welcome to the show, John of Mars. How are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing incredible, and I, I want to start right off the bat of... You really made me think when I was, re- you know, reading about the story, and you'll tell the story, but I'll just tell the brief thing of an uh, of the alien lockdown for COVID here in the United States. Because when I was reading that, I'm like, you know, that totally probably did happen 100% uh, all <laughs> over the United States, that there's these, like, poor aliens that are locked down and and they can't really, you know, do anything because they might and this is what I'm thinking, this is what made my mind think, because they can't expose themselves, so they have to act like the rest of us and stay locked down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh my. That w- you know, and how do you even encapsulate all that? Right? Exactly. So let, let's tell everybody a little bit about the story of John and Mars and of your music and, and, and the whole thing. All right. So John and Mars is in itself a concept, too. So I am John of Mars, but also it's just a thing for like an outlet. And I was like, why not give this a tail? You know, so picture this. John of Mars is an alien. He is stuck on Earth in the United States in a small world town during the craziest time that I think the entire world has had the last hundred years. How do you explain human life and the weird facets and niche things about human life in such a strange state? So that was kind of the the inspiration for what went into the album, because I often feel like an alien in that situation. It, it was weird. I'm sure everyone felt the same. You couldn't go talk to anybody. You couldn't really do anything. So, uh, you know, who are you? What are you? you? You're an alien in all this. Yeah, I love it. And you, as you were just saying that, and I don't know if you'll re- remember remember this show, but all I was thinking about is imagine if Mork from Orc came to earth to report on earth during covid he do you remember the show or do you know the show mork and mindy oh man it it rings a bell but it's it's not something i would have like probably remember too much no, it's i can think back to like alf like remember alf yeah it's before alf so mork was it was robin williams played this alien <sighs> from a planet called orc <laughs> and <laughs> 
and he w- lived with this human female, Mindy, who was the only one that knew his secret. And then he used to go into it. His spaceship was like an egg that was in her like living bedroom or attic or whatever. And uh, he would go in there and report to Orson, who was, I guess, the leader that he, he was supposed to report to about earthlings and earth and I'm just thinking, man, whoever like whoever sent aliens down to Earth during COVID was probably like, yeah, no, forget this place. They're kind of whacked out here. Let's let's <laughs> go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, something's wrong there. Oh man. So, ah, uh, so what? What made you who you are today? Like, like. What turned you into John of Mars? The humanity and the things that I don't really understand. I feel like a lot of it was written from like me not really understanding why other people act the way they do. And that's kind of been a theme my whole life, which is where the alien part kind of came from. Like I never understood why people got upset at the things that they get upset about. And so like everyone being on lockdown for their, I guess we'll say own benefit, even that concept. It was amazing to me to watch people react in so many different ways. And so I've always been a curious mind, I think, is the reason that this came to be. And that kind of made me who I am today in that any time that I would find something interesting, I want to understand why that works. Like, why does it do the thing that it do? And why do people do the things that they do? So that kind of, if you look at it from that way, it's like, oh, okay, you know, I kind of get it now. I do feel like Mork from Mork in many ways. <laughs> I'm sure. Oh, man. yeah. You know what else is interesting? Okay, you ready for this? Have you ever heard of the person called John of... Well, it's not person, actually, but John of God? No. See? Now, I also deal a lot with, you know, spiritual people, because a lot of them do, like, radio shows and stuff. <laughs> and John of God is, like, this thing... Like I forget which country, but there's people that are actually like these spiritual people that follow John. It was a person. His name was John of God. And, you know, they'd go down to him for healing and stuff like that. And very famous throughout the world, like people throughout the world would go down. I think it was in South America or something like that and go visit John of God and to get healed, you know? So that's interesting too. Cause you know, now you're John of Mars or John of God, you know, <laughs> maybe this is what the future holds. <laughs> it, and we have also little John. So we've got all well, the Johns there you covered. Go. There you go. I lo- And then, you know, you have John Lennon who, you know, there you, you could have the, you could have, that could be the next, the next band is just the band of John. The band of John. I'm really interested. Do you know any other Johns that happen to do music that'd be willing to start this? Yeah, right. I'll have to hook you up for sure. <laughs> and give me a hold the the League of Johns. We'll say there, there you go. So now let's really <laughs> dig back. So, what would you say was your first introduction to music in your lifetime? The oldest thing that I can recall, and I have a pretty decent memory for dumb, weird, old things that nobody really remembers, was my dad playing stuff like Metallica and Tool 
and pretty much like if it was new on like the metal scene or in metal radio, like it was on. So that's like some of my earliest memories are like Fuel by Metallica. Nice. Nice. The Load and Reload albums, like when they did the thing with the Philharmonic Orchestra, it's a mega death, you know? So that's like the earliest recall I got. And then my mom would always be up and up on like hip hop. So right at about the same time, I was getting exposure to like almost every world that you can have because my grandma would also listen to country music a lot. And that's like those songs are what I remember most. I think about those time periods. That's very cool. You know, I was at the first Metallica show ever. Oh man, that would have been so cool. Yeah. You know what was even cooler about? Okay. So I wish I had it today, but so back then, you know, bands, you know, you hung out with them and partied afterwards. It was, you know, the Sunset Strip and that area. And, it, you know, it was just a different time. Like, I think about the Rainbow Room now, and I'm like, I go there, I'm like, how did I ever get in here at 15 years old? You know, and like, they're carding me now at 50-something, and I, how did <laughs> I get in at 15? And But then I think back, oh, because you walked in with the band. That's what you did. So, like... I was at this Metallica show. There were like 25 people, you know, and after the show, this dude from the band, I'll put it that way because I'm like going back to that time because I'm like, who the the frick is this band? You know, (laughs) they were good. Loved them. You know, they were great, but who are they? And so the dude comes and he sits down next to me at the bar and just starts talking to me and then he hands me his business card. I wish I had this today. It was a white business card with blue writing, and it said Metallica Power Metal. Now imagine that, because there was no such thing as thrash yet. Metallica was Power Metal for a minute. And Dave Mustaine. Oh my God, that would have been amazing. Just to think of the concept, it's like Pantera before they were Pantera as we know it. You know, they were like the kind of glam metal. Yeah. Like what I wouldn't give to go back to those shows or like early tool shows before it was really tool, you know? Oh, no doubt. I was at a lot of those though. So I was at the first Slayer show ever. And okay. You ready for this? The first club show I ever went to my, went to in my life that got me hooked. Like when I say hooked, I'm like, after this show, I was like, I'm never going to a real concert again. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I, because it was just a whole experience, you know. It was at the Roxy on the Sunset Strip, and this band did not have an album out yet. A little band called Motley Crue. Oh, man, that would have been insane. Motley Crue is one of my favorite bands of all time. I think they have almost always consistently brought the heat. Yeah. But, like, oh. that would have been when they were fucking wild. Oh, they were totally wild. They they weren't even glam yet, okay? They were considered horror punk. And <laughs> they were burning everything to try to bring Satan into the Roxy. Like it was it was it was incredible cuz it's funny their original music that they played in the clubs was more shout at the devil th- than too fast for love. That makes me wonder. You say horror punk do you mean like like misfits kind of like that kind of stuff like yeah it know. was that oh. kind of gig yeah totally. damn that would have been so cool oh yeah it was like 
I would even I would say it's like misfits meet murder dolls. Oh man, that would have been so goddamn cool. Right? I wish. I hope one day. I go to a lot of local scene and stuff in Pittsburgh and Erie when it happens. I'm hoping one day to have kind of that experience where, like, maybe ten years from now, I just watch somebody like who was cool to hang out with and really cool to see just blow the fuck up. Right. I'll tell you something else funny too, because I'm originally from Jersey. Okay, and I even lived in Old Bridge, and I mention this because. You know, I got into Metallica in L.A. when they first started. And then they left L.A. to go to San Francisco for the Bay Area thrash scene. So all the people that are from San Francisco all like to claim Metallica. Like, that's where they started. I'm like, yeah, after they started in L.A. And then after that, they went to Jersey. And, like, they're the big... And so, like, all my friends in Old Bridge, all think Metallica is from Old Bridge because there was the, <laughs> it, there's, it's called the Old Bridge Militia. If you know, and that's where Megaforce, you know, that whole thing happened. If you know Metal Maria from Adrenaline PR. Oh, yeah. Like, she was part of the Old Bridge Militia. And so, it's like, I talked to him, and I'm like, laughing at them because it's like, yeah, they're from Old Bridge after they were from San Francisco, after they were from L.A., but the ironic part is is I knew them from L.A., even though I was a Jersey boy, and never knew them in New Jersey. <laughs> Isn't that the, the life is full of ironies like that, clever little quips that you never expect. No doubt, totally. <laughs> Man, how far were you from the Lodi, New Jersey scene then? I don't uh, know where Old Bridge is. Not far. Well, see, here's the thing. When I was, before I moved to California, like I moved to California May 1980. Imagine, that's, <laughs> that was my introduction right there. Like that's the time to, that's why I saw all these first. Like I saw Poison, Rat, Great White, like every band you could imagine from that 80 Sunset Strip scene, I was part of. In fact, I'm pretty excited. Thursday, I'm interviewing a band, okay, who the lead singer, the lead guitarist, was a good friend of mine back in the day. They were a thrash metal band in L.A. that were playing, and then they haven't played, I think, in like 40 years, and now they're coming out with a new album. And they toured with Motorhead. Their name's Savage Grace. And Chris doesn't know it yet, but uh, that I'm the one that's going to be interviewing them. And I haven't, <laughs> ta- I haven't talked to this dude since the eighties. Okay. And I knocked my teeth out at one of their shows. <laughs> that's fucking brutal. That's so cool. What a oh, cool yeah. roundabout for you, dude. That's awesome. Right. Right. It's like, <laughs> who would have thought back then that we'd even be talking about metal today? You know what I mean? It's like, I never thought that. Like, I never, I was thinking about this driving down the road the other day. I'm like, I can't believe, like, I go on tour and do these music festival, radio coverage for all these music festivals. And I'm like thinking to myself, man, I could never have imagined a hundred thousand metalheads in one place or in the whole world, (laughs) you know? So, yeah. It is kind of cool, but your music is pretty badass. I love the idea that it, you know, I love when there's a story, okay? Opposed to just, here, let's just do this. You know, it's like, it takes a lot of 
thought and creativity to do what you do. I'm absolutely flattered. Thank you. That means a lot, actually. I, I get a little self-critical sometimes. I mean, I think everybody does, but it's different when you're, you know, like, I will say that the, the neurotic artist, you know, always critiquing their work. <laughs> so, we all yeah. do it, you know? It's normal. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I feel a little bit less like an alien. Thanks. <laughs> there you go. So how do people connect with you on socials, check you out, check out your music, all that good stuff? The socials, if you, it's Twitch TV slash John of Mars. Facebook, somebody had taken John of Mars, so it's Facebook.com slash Mars John Music Man. But if you just search John of Mars, it comes up. I have a Twitter that it's not very active. If you want to get at the music, you can go to Bandcamp and search John of Mars. It's on every major streaming platform as far as the singles that are out. The album drops on 420 everywhere. You can get your hands on it. Bandcamp has the physical versions, major streaming sites, and Amazon and everywhere else has the digital versions. So if you search John of Mars, you will find me. Nice. And so there's something I know I think I'm going to start doing them on phoners now because of the last interview I just did. So I'm going to do it with you. There's something I do at, in the, uh, on, at the onsite festival, festival interviews because the idea of genres is so ridiculous nowadays. Like there's, there's so many sub genres, micro genres, all that. So how, if you were to make up your own genre, that only John of Mars would be in, what would you call it? <laughs> you want my honest first thought, no holds yes, barred? 100%. Diarrhea core. I, that is so cool because it's so <laughs> original. Oh, man. It's in the face of all these micro genres. <laughs> and you know what? I got the slogan, diarrhea core, because genres are just a bunch of shit. Yes, see, you got it. We're we're already on it. Oh man, look at that! I love it. <laughs> oh, cool beans. So, tell us what final words do you want to leave our listeners with. I think everyone needs to learn to love themselves a little bit more. That's also a little underlying theme of the album. So, give yourself a little bit of grace and uh, thank you for my time. I really appreciate it. And big shout out to John Asher of Asher Media Relations. He's the man. Yes, he is, and so are you. Thanks for giving us great music, and thanks for being on the Adventures of Pipe Man. Thanks, Pipe Man. Have a good evening. Thank you for listening to the Adventures of Pipe Man on W4CY Radio. Radio.